Hello, my name is Diana Dirkby and I live with paranoid schizophrenia. The soundbite you heard is Pastime with Good Company, composed by King Henry VIII and performed by the Chestnut Brass Company. You are listening to my podcast show, Schizophrenia as I Live It. This podcast will air during the pre-publication phase of my forthcoming book, The Overlife, A Tale of Schizophrenia. The book will appear soon, and after it does, we will start a new podcast show, Schizophrenia as I Live It, Part 2. The new podcast show will assume you have access to my novel, but you will be able to follow the podcast independently of the book. Also, there will be no spoilers, so you will be able to read the novel at your own pace if you do purchase it. Today is Chapter 12 of the current podcast entitled Keeping a Mental Health Diary. I keep a mental health diary to help me navigate the symptoms of living with paranoid schizophrenia and as a tool to prevent me repeating mistakes in my approach to periods of challenging mental health. Let me hasten to add that I also maintain several diaries keeping track of those aspects of my life that have nothing to do with my paranoid schizophrenia. All mental health consumers, meaning those living with mental illnesses, need to remember that their diagnosis does not define them and doesn't exhaust their identity. For these non-mental health diaries, I have one on my smartphone for jotting things down as I move about during my day. For example, I'm in Alaska right now and I may see a moose. I usually note such a happy occurrence in my phone diary. My love of nostalgia means most days I also keep a written diary not related to mental health. Let's return to the idea of a mental health diary. In my case, I may type parts of it on my phone or laptop, but my preferred way of recording my observations is using pen and paper. I print out what I write on my phone and laptop to convert them into a written diary in some convenient way, like using a spring binder. When writing my mental health diary, I imagine an audience of three people, my psychiatrist, my psychologist, and myself. I only ever expect to use extracts for my appointments with my psychiatrist and psychologist, so the majority of what I record is material only I will see. I don't put any constraints on what goes in my mental health diary. Some examples of subject matter are medication and how my current dosage seems to affect me, anything I am repeatedly having issues with, such as the performance of some task whose importance is stressing me. These examples could be the basis of a discussion with my psychiatrist and my psychologist. One of the features of paranoid schizophrenia is that the symptoms can be overwhelming. That is why I advise also a non-medical diary. You should find room to do some other things apart from worrying about your health. Unless you are in a state of total crisis, when writing anything may appear too difficult. 
In that case, I suggest a verbal diary using, for example, your phone or laptop. If you don't have a way to record your voice, write exactly what you would say on paper and don't be held back by the fact that it may not make much sense. Remember, however, that if it doesn't make much sense to you, you can't expect it to make sense even to your friends and relatives who love you. I have kept a mental health diary for many years. It is at its most useful when I am struggling with symptoms of my schizophrenia, but I can still write something that makes sense to me. It may not make sense to others, but the fact that I feel in control enough to record what I am enduring makes it a useful activity. For a start, I can use it as a basis for my discussions during appointments with my psychiatrist and psychologist. In my forthcoming novel, The Overlife, A Tale of Schizophrenia, the chapters devoted to Sarah's description of relapses of her schizophrenia were based on my mental health diary, transcribed so that it is informative and easy to read. When I am in good mental health, I still keep my mental health diary. Recording what helps your mental health is important, and writing during a healthy A healthier period can give you tools to help combat a future crisis. It is important to devote some time to retrospective analysis. Over the years, I have discovered that the preludes to my mental health crises have some commonalities that these days give me pause. Such insight can help me not to persist in a way that may accelerate a downturn and instead call my doctors. Elsewhere in this podcast and on my blog, I have encouraged consumers of mental health and their caregivers to write about their experiences and share them. The idea of a mental health diary is different, as any kind of censorship should be the last thing applied to it. At the same time, to prepare a written work for others, you can use a mental health diary as a valuable source of raw material. You still have to censor it by making it digestible in content for others and run it through a grammar program. Don't assume you will have any help in the writing of a mental health diary or a work that you prepare for others about your mental health story. The strength to write must come from you, from within. Once you have prepared something for public consumption, you may be able to share it, say, with a group at a mental health advocacy meeting and ask how you can get it more widely known. I believe that one way to push back against the stigma of mental illness is to be proud of who you are as a mental health consumer. By trying to hide your diagnosis, you treat it with shame and you cannot expect others to do any differently. You have the tremendous power to display yourself as someone living with a mental illness who exists in society as a good citizen. By that, I mean you are a pleasure to know and you assume responsibility for yourself, along with the help of your doctors, your caregiver and those who love you. There are many good books out there about schizophrenia and I have named some in this podcast. However, there aren't enough written by mental health consumers themselves. If you have writer's block over a mental health diary, consider these questions. 
when did you begin to display symptoms that ultimately were diagnosed as coming from a mental illness? How did you feel once you received your diagnosis for the first time? How did your family and friends react? Did you find a psychiatrist and psychologist you trust? Describe that journey, even if it is unfinished. Do you take medication? How do you feel about your medication? What are the symptoms of your mental illness as you perceive them? How do they differ from what you have heard lay people say about your mental illness? Have you experienced stigma? Do you think most media makes that stigma worse? Are there notable exceptions? What are the things that never fail to make you feel better? Maybe music, maybe animals? I am sure you will find a way to write about just how exceptional, in a good way, you are. Thank you for listening. Let's end with pastime with good company.